Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with AHLP. Before we get into the episode this week, I have a quick announcement, which is we released the final episode of the Malevolence module that we played on our Patreon feed. So if you now want to check out the cast playthrough, the entirety of the Malevolence module from Pathfinder 2E, go ahead and check out our Patreon. We have done it all. With that, I'll welcome you into episode 247, Cliplash. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 247. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you guys really take advantage of intoxicated people on this show, huh? Well, this poor guy. I gave him my fortune cookie. Pie off his ass. You have weird fortunes. You have feelings for his friend. You gave him some haunt siphons. I guess you did give him a couple haunt siphons. You gave him extra drugs. Yeah. Well, uh, Brooks, what you drinking, dude? As as I'm looking out at the snow on the ground. What? You guys have snow? Ew. Yeah, I know. It's Disgusting. really, really gross. It's like the worst right now. It's the worst. So I'm drinking my last all day IPA. Mm. Yeah. It, it's about it's 70. just the worst. <laughs> About 70 degrees out here right now. I'm, uh, it's like 50 and raining. It was 70. Oh, yeah, well, it was 70 yeah. degrees today. <laughs> Temperatures dropped significantly. The weather's going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 70 degrees, 75 degrees and sunny right now <laughs> in beautiful Ohio. Uh, I'm drinking an Astra. It's a, it's a crush variety. So, uh, orange soda. It's delicious. <sighs> Emily. I made myself a hibiscus cranberry wine spritzer today. Oh, fancy. Yeah, I got cranberry wine from Salem Glen, which is a local winery here, and then added in uh, some sparkling water. Mm. Did you also paint your nails cranberry in color to match? Yes, that was planned (laughs) to go with the cranberry. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw it against your fine glass. No, they've been painted for a little while now. Haley, what you got? I have a delicious Baja Blast Astra Seltzer. Really so, sprayed over there all over. It did. It, it really, really jo- did. But it was like such a fine mist that I don't even see like any moisture. So far, it sounds like everyone has really good drinks. <laughs> what would they give you for winning, Steve? <clears throat> okay. So, <sighs> for Steve, from... Miss General Dr. M, and then it kind of trails off in the copy that Emily sent me. So this is from Rez. (laughs) The Bad Boy Special, a.k.a. things Steve should like, but probably not like this. TM. Half to a full can of hams. One shot of Malort. One shot of gin. One to two shots of pineapple juice. Two. And then a garnish (laughs) with a fancy sliced strawberry, which I did not do. Oh boy, so uh, I haven't tried this yet. Hey, Raz, did you follow the rule and try this yourself? Ooh, good question. I highly doubt that. 
Yeah, I highly doubt that. <laughs> well, maybe I'll wait till I hear from Raz. <laughs> no, you're gonna try that. All right, I'm using Roku Jin. Yeah, it looks like shit, dude. It, it doesn't smell so bad. bad. Is there a layer at the there bottom there? There's a solid layer at the bottom. Ooh, what do you is think that is? Very solid. Did you get pineapple with pulp? Oh, that's probably it. I didn't check. Some, some sediment. That okay. is a tall um, glass. Griffin. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Li- Griffin literally came downstairs after he made it and was like, that looks like dehydrated person's piss. Well, it does. <laughs> yep. So here we go. Hmm. Okay, so I think it could be worse. Yeah, it could be so, like a chocolate milkshake and Malort, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'll say. It is not that bad. Wow, yeah, the Malort really does cut through. I'm not getting much gin. It's mostly, honestly, it's mostly uh, Malort and pineapple juice. Griff, you want a sip of that? Why not? Yeah. Would you call Ooh. it a waste of good hams? Oh, boy, yeah, the, you don't yeah. get any hams out of that. <laughs> no. I'll tell you what, the hams is just for liquid content yeah, at this point. Yeah, for filler. So, yeah, this is the only thing I'm drinking tonight. I got a LaCroix Key Lime coming up after this because I need to get home after, you know, two shots of hard liquor and half a can of ham. You know what this this kind of reminds me of? I think the hams just gives it that slight amount of beer flavor for this to taste like a really skunked pineapple IPA. My God, you have cracked the case. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what this is. is. I mean, like, the Malort kind of gives it that, like, skunked flavor. I get no gin. No, the gin is gone. The the gin has been uh, alphaed by the Malort completely. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, kind of a war crime, but, you know. I'm surprised the the pineapple stayed as strong. Yeah, me too, honestly. It's pulling so much weight. I'm a little curious as to what it will taste like at the bottom. Tell you what, we'll check in in about 30 minutes. Yeah, let us know. I'll let you know. Let us know when you mm-hmm. tongue the sediment down there. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a sludge update. Yeah. Thank you get you. one of those tongue cleaners for later. Oh, God. Yeah. Scrape that sediment off. Yeah. Mm. Like it after somewhere. this. Yeah. Well, we don't have to roll off because we're all drinking next time, um, I think. Should we roll off for the one after that? Ah, uh, yeah, we should. Yeah, that's a, that's great a good idea. idea. Okay. Got a 17. Oh, 13. 3. 14. Oh, no. Ooh, oh, from no. first to last, baby. That's me. All right, that's fine. Um, You know, two more victories in the last couple months than I expected. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is uh, this is my first time, you know, you know. This is me going out first. Uh, just fuck my shit up. Bad boy list. You know what to do. Really, uh, really give me something to write home about. Nice. I mean, like this, this wasn't enough. Back to back Friday is a shit drink. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll walk that back. <laughs> you, you can drink the bad boy list drink out of the chalice, though. So that's, that's true. The, that's the nice part. It tastes a little better. Yeah. Uh, rolled my uh, my bad dragon dice for the first time. Mm. So, that, you know, that 13. Bodes okay. It's yeah. above middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Guys, I got the bad dragon dice. The dice from bad dragon, Ooh. the dildo maker. Mm-hmm. You can't They're see pretty it on cool. the zoom either because of the way that we have it set up. But Griff's also rocking the bad dragon tank top. Yeah, oh. Oh, that's cool. 
I got a bad dragon tank top with the deal. The box was very dildo shaped when it came <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> it <laughs> like, was yep. suspiciously dildo shaped. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's like, hmm, I can tell bad dragon has three shapes of boxes and they sent me the smallest one they have. Yep. <laughs> because it was two dice sets and a rolled up the uh, shirt. Sure. Wasn't anything else um, in there? Listen, I'm telling you, the box would have had to be bigger. <laughs> like that, that box is fitting one of their uh, small size dildos in it. I'm telling you. <laughs> the other thing I found out, like a, a connection to the um, while I was while I was browsing for you know my my goods, yeah, my ill gotten goods, I found out that there is uh, just a call a call over an adjacent call to the Bestow Curse podcast. There's a. Uh, there's a dildo called the Diego. Yeah, dude, that was part of our rating scale in a Zone of Truth episode. Was it? Yeah, for the uh, the dragon um, seltzers, the whiskey ones or the mm-hmm. bourbon ones. Yeah, I I rated them with the different uh, dildo names, and four out of five was Diego. See, I didn't. I I guess I didn't make the connection, but the Diego one is literally a fucking red rocket yeah <laughs> yes. like exactly what a cat penis would be <laughs> i was shocked yeah it's uh yeah it is it's uncanny i think they listen to the show no they I don't they, i think they do i true, think they do true fans they like D. they made a diego shaped penis i still think that we would be great partners for them hey that's what I thought. It's a dire wolf, not a cat. Okay, but they're not gonna like put it out there like a uh, tabaxi cock. They don't have one of those. Griffith, yeah, I wouldn't be do. shocked if they would. I saw their whole collection when I was ordering this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they don't. Pretty sure they don't. <laughs> Pretty sure I would remember if that was on the list. But do they have a rumble teaser? A rumple teaser. <laughs> Many of those things will tease your rumple. <laughs> a lot of Eldritch Heart, a lot of book four on that uh, website. Do you think in 2019 they just had the cat's line? You had like the uh, the Mongo Jerry, the, the Bustopher Jones, bust in, in all caps. What, what uh, size do you want? It? Do you want a Mongo Bustopher? <laughs> Oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah, I mean, the Bustopher definitely has the attached uh, liquid container. Yes. For sure. The Bustopher Jones. I, I'd be very curious to see. Oh, oh shit. Now I forget uh, the cat's name. The old, old Deutery. Old, old Deuteronomy. Old Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah. yeah. Old Deuteronomy is just a butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> I think Guys, uh, can we I play actually think Pathfinder? I'm going to make one more old Deuteronomy uh, <laughs> observation, <laughs> then, then I'll be good to move on. Uh, old Deuteronomy, I believe, in the original play was was a male character, and then of course in the 2019 feature film Cats was uh, the Dame Judy Dench. So I think it kind of got a little bit of everything there. You know, Old Deuteronomy can be a line itself. Yeah, you got the Dame Judy Dental Dam. Hmm. So a real like, Dear God. <laughs> All right, we she's should, like ninety. We should play Pathfinder, right? <laughs> oh, well, last we left our heroes, Ooh. they uh, they killed a couple of dread wraiths very easily because they all had death ward on, and then 
the high Renchurch novice took them past a couple of statues that would have attacked them down into a hallway leading to a room just chock full of corpses where he said there's a clip off but in the doors past this clip off room he said that's where the oven is so let's have a clip off fight probably Unless you guys want to romance it. Do you uh, think Corey has made at this point just a paintbrush of dead bodies? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pile of corpses is pretty accurate to how it was described last week. Yeah, a couple piles. What I will say is that uh, all the piles are going to be difficult terrain. Mm. And there is this, like, cloud of decay and flies in this room. The entire room is going to act like the is going to play by the smoke inhalation rules. Oh. Which are not so bad now that you're not in book one of an adventure. So smoke inhalation rules are a character who breathes heavy smoke must make a fortitude save each round. DC 15 plus one per previous check or spend that round choking and coughing. A character who chokes for two consecutive rounds takes 1d6 points of non-lethal damage. Uh, smoke obscures vision, giving concealment a 20% miss chance to characters within it. Again, if you have ways of avoiding just regular level concealment, uh, your fine, such as echolocation, would bypass the concealment or um, or like a seeking weapon like I know uh, Durin has and that kind of thing. So, um, But just know, in general, there's going to be a little bit of concealment unless you're right next to the creature. I don't know if you guys wanted to move up a little bit before you roll initiative or if you're good where you are. Well, I was actually just going to recommend that maybe we move around a little because Mm -hmm. it looks like as we move in, we need the back line actually to be in kind of the second row. That makes sense because I don't know. You can see the pile of bodies, but like I see it's all going up. Mm. Yeah, there's like this little corridor that we're going to have to you know, not mechanically, but we will have to squeeze through one by one to get into the larger corpse room. So maybe it, may, it might be helpful, Griff, can you ping on the map how far our leader could go before you would want to kick off initiative? I'd probably want to kick off initiative right around here. So, you know, two two squares into the room. Okay. That's when this creature is going to see you or hear you pass the bodies. All right, so who's going to be the leader? I think Ikmer. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get Ikmer up to that point? And then the rest? Oh, my God. There's so many more bodies than I thought. There are a lot of bodies. Yeah. Like I said, there's like hundreds of bodies in here, which is why the <laughs> the like scent of decay and fly situation is so bad that mm-hmm. it's causing these like literal smoke inhalation rules. And remember... Guys, we gotta turn off all that ranger shit again. Or the favorite enemy. Unless this is an undead clip off, but I kind of doubt it. All right. Let me get you guys into initiative here. Go ahead and roll. All right, let's get Durin. Durin is gonna be at a 25. How about her bear? 19. And Lyra? 24. About the tombs. Um, tied with Air Bear, but I can guarantee that initiative modifier from Air Bear is higher. I got a nine. Oh, your initiative modifier is nine? Yeah, mine's mm-hmm. 16. 18. Tulia. 
16. Ikmer. 23. Ikmer, what's your modifier? Oh, it's a jaunty quipla. Six. Great adjective. <laughs> and Uska. 27. I was hoping for about 10 lower than that so you could be between my characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at the start of combat, it is Uska's turn. Oh, and in the position she's in right now, she can't actually see the creature or standing in a T formation with Uska at the back along the wall. But you have your fly on, right? Yes, she does. So she could move up and over someone to see it. I've come to really enjoy these stacked combats (laughs) where everyone's flying on each other's shoulders. Oh, yes. The classic, where the hell is my token? (laughs) (laughs) We need, need, I don't know if there's a module out there or something, but there needs to be one where, like, if you're above, it's slightly, like, jitters your yes, tokens so that, like, so they, nice. can, they can be stacked like a spread deck of cards or something. Yeah. Like, Eclipse of the Lopper have a little bit of it. It just makes Eclipse's, like, little circle look extra big because the Lopper is, um, a little bit bigger than her in the token thing. Oh, yeah, because you're small, technically. Right. But they're the only ones that actually do that ever. Uska takes a five-foot fly up above Lyra and now can actually see the creature. But it's tucked back in so many piles of bodies and is quite far away at this point. But for right now, the party is pretty close to... Her, so she reaches out and twists Air Bear's luck, giving him protective luck. Nice. All right. Durin, you're up. Also back at the party. Yeah. Still in the room. Basically not even really in the little corridor to get into the body room. He's just going to delay uh, because I'm certainly not frontlining with this character. And the only way to get a bead on this uh, this creature is to do that. So Okay, let me know when you wait. like to act. We'll do. Lyra. You mentioned that there was a fog that had formed in here with all the flies. Is that something that strong wind could remove, or is that not going away due to all the bodies? It's just, it, yeah, like strong wind isn't, there's like nowhere to push it because you're underground. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. You'd think, you'd think something along the lines of, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what you have. If you had something that could provide, like, constantly moving wind, I'd say that you you at least wouldn't suffer, like, the... Like, if, if, if you were causing airflow, you probably wouldn't suffer the smoke inhalation. But if it's just, like, a one-time blow, I'm going to say that's probably not going to do it. Normally, something like an air bubble would probably protect you from, from this entirely. So if there happened to be an air elemental in the room with us, that would could go into whirlwind form. That could maybe- yeah. I'd say if an air elemental was like in whirlwind form, whirlwinding around, yeah, for sure that'll stir the room up enough that you don't have to worry about it. Is he coming back, our buddy? You know what? Lyra doesn't really want to deal with this fog and any concealment. I know some of us do have seeking weapons but it's only going to be to this creature's advantage if we have trouble seeing it. So Lyra is going to actually take Uska's spot and step, 
And now that she is back around the corner where she can no longer see the creature, she is going to start summoning. Oh, uh, but before she does that, as her move equivalent action, she is going to start singing. Okay. Um, now, Lyra could probably tell you, Durin, that she could see the creature from where she was if you wanted to act. Otherwise, I'm going to keep going because uh, she's now vacated the spot under Uska. Oh, great. Well, if that's the case, then that's what he's going to do. Okay, so Durin takes a fiver up. You got it. Ooh, and he can just barely see the creature. Perfect. So now that he can see the creature with a five-foot step, he moves up, he plants his feet, gets a bead on this nasty-looking clip off, and I'm going to need to know what knowledge check to roll. I'm guessing planes? Yep, so clip off is going to be planes. Sweet. Uh, not particularly good. That's going to be 25. 25 doesn't get you anything on this one, unfortunately. Bummer. All right. Well, in that case, he is going to steady his aim with the bullseye shot ability, pull out that seeking horn bow, or it was in his hands already, you know, and then draw a bead on this creature and fire away with his explosive missile thing. I'm going to be using... Mm, since I don't know anything about the creature, I'm just going to assume it's evil and use a good bomb, one of them holy bombs. Sure. What alignment are you? I am good. Other way. Let me check. Neutral good. Okay. All right. Fires at the creature. 19 on the die. 49. Yep. That'll hit. Sweet. And the seeking bow. There's nothing I got to worry about there. So first and foremost... I've got a little bit of piercing damage to do that is going to be 11 points of piercing. And then the bomb explodes doing 35 points of good damage. It is a particularly large creature, so I'll need a reflex save for half on the splash. It's going to be a 26. 26 just gets it by a couple. So you're going to take seven more points of good damage. And then I will need a fortitude save if this creature is in fact evil and can be affected by staggered. Uh, That's going to be another 26. All right. That is a success. So no staggered. And with that, he continues to fool around on his belt, trying to line up more shots for the future. But that is the extent of his turn. Okay. It is now this clip boss turn. The first thing that it's going to do well, I think now that it, it you know notices all of you in its domain and it's kind of like standing atop this pile of bones, it's going to... Can you blow up the art when it gets closer? Yeah, I can. It's going it to... It looks horrible. Fly a little closer than that. Yeah, let me blow up the art for you guys. So this is a very disgusting creature. It's actually what I used in... When I ran... Um, Hall of Drunken Heroes for the impossible encounter. Mm. Oh. Oh, that's a lot of tails. They're very pink. I don't like that they're... Cl- scorpion tails with... All right, I got this. But they're clear scorpion tails. Mm-hmm. You got this, like... The core of the creature is like the sacred Nagaji in 2E that it's like a relatively humanoid-shaped top half with like a snaky-like bottom 
but the I mean it's a horrific monstrosity. It's got two giant dragon or bat-like wings and then three disgusting like white pale translucent scorpion tails off the back. And like pustules and boils all over its back and mandibles. Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, and a yellow tongue. <laughs> all kinds of goodies. So it's going to attempt to bite Ikmer. Ikmer, you'll be flat-footed for this. I don't think that changes your AC much. Not too much. So let's see what I can get here. Oh, there we go. That's going to be a 45. Ooh, yes. Okay. So here's what happens. The bite digs into you. You take 20 points of bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. This is magical, but it won't bypass the DR silver, so you'll just take 10 there. And then you're going to take 7 points of bleed. And I need you to make me a fortitude save. Alright. Oh, not, not what I would have wanted. 25. Okay. Uh, you've been inflicted with a rotting curse as the skin around this wound begins to rot and fester. You take four points of Condrain. Fun. And um, you now begin emitting a stench. <laughs> Didn't he already? Yeah, he's, he's in wolf form. He's, uh, he's a wet dog. Uh, this lasts for as long as this curse lasts. You are sickened, and everyone within 30 feet of you needs to make a fortitude save. Oh, right now? Yeah, right now. <laughs> okay. So that's going to be all of you. Okay, Duran's got a 19 on the die. So that's at least going into the 30s. Yep. 28 for Matumbe. 28 meets beats. Ooh. Oh, that's that's kind of high. Mm-hmm. Lyra got a natural 20. Wow, that's probably what you needed to beat. Pretty close. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Uska only got a dirty 20. Okay, so Uska, you are sickened for as long as you're within 30 feet of Ikmer. Ah, shoot. Uh, Tulia got a 29. Eclipse got, like, well over a 30. And then... The Lopper got a 24. Okay, so the Lopper is sickened as long as he is within 30 feet of Ikmer. Cool. Uh, let's check the stench. Ikmer is going to say, guys, I, I'm the real victim here. I have scent. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. <laughs> so those of you that saved can't be affected by Ikmer's stench for 24 hours. Uh, now, I need everyone from Durin forward to make a will save. Oh, Lord. Charm, fear, enchantment. Let's see. It is mind-affecting. I finished roll two 20s. Oh, nice. fantastic. Yep, it's just mind-affecting. <laughs> That's all. That was incredible. 27 for Matsumbe. Okay. Durin will not be that high. 28 for Ikmer. 37 for Uska. Uska doesn't. Oh, yeah, Uska's in the air. Sorry. So, yeah. Uh, 16 for Durin. Okay. 
And a 22 for Air Bear. Okay. DC is 25. So anyone below a 25 is going to be confused for three rounds. Confused? Whopper sneak, like, just barely made it with that nat 20. (laughs) So you good spot for confused. You see the horrific appearance of this clip off and it drives some of you mad. Everyone that is confused also takes two points of charisma damage and because this was a flyby attack, the clip off is going to um, continue its move to the opposite corner of the room. Sorry for the big turn. (laughs) Ikmer, you're up. And because you're in the room, I need you to make me a fortitude save because of the smoke. Or rather, the flies and stink. Although, you stink pretty bad. <laughs> oh, uh, that isn't even gonna, gonna make a 20. It's okay. The DC is 15, my guy. All right. Well, thank this first round. So, so, as long as you probably didn't roll a natural one, I think you're good. Um,. So you don't like spend your turn coughing. Mm-hmm. Is this clip off in the air? Picture this: enough bodies to cover like thirty feet of floor space on either side of the room, stacked about five feet tall. So this clip off is like on this small mound of bodies standing because it literally has no room to go any further to the ceiling because mm. it's like the, it's it's a huge creature so it's 15 feet at least tall right so it's mm-hmm. it's situated on the bodies it kind of jumped from pile and then flew five feet over the ground to hit you and then swooped around with its flyby attack so I put a square on there would that be everything that's like five feet up yes just for us flying folks yep so that's all five feet up okay I'm gonna do it on the other side too and then, like, the middle of this middle one as well. Yeah. It's all difficult terrain, though, if you were to walk over it. Yeah, I was just thinking for us flying folks, if there's not, like, a lot of space, I guess, I want to. I would just want to have a good sense of that. Mm-hmm. Well, based on the configuration of this room, I I think the best, the best way for Ikmer to be able to reach it a creature that can do these flyby attacks, get at either of the corners of the room in in one turn, he w- would probably want to be at the very center. And so that is what he is going to do with his move. And actually he has to double move to get all the way up there. So I'm even debating whether or not to go all the way up or just stand here and ready an attack the only thing I will say in the with the thought of readying you know this thing's got a huge reach it just hit you from 15 feet away so it will be difficult to kind of like ready an attack to hit it when it doesn't need to move up to you to hit you right right yep that's that's a good point um alright so then with that I think I think it probably would be best to to pin this creature down in deep in the room so that our uh, backliners can it can have some space to work 
So he is going to double move all the way up, avoiding the piles and eventually making his way up to to the creature. And he would be taking an AOL for that. Uh, notably, the creature does not attack of opportunity. Oh, oh interesting. Mm. Fascinating. Okay, so you move right up to it. Air Bear, I need you to roll me a D100. Well, first I need you to roll me a fortitude save. Then I'll see if you roll the D100. Oh, God. The only person next to him is Matumbe. Am I going to get fucking annihilated by Air Bear again? Well, if somebody could get a calm emotions on him, he'd... uh... (sighs) With a 16 on the fortitude save, I think we're okay there. You're okay, so you don't spend the round coughing. D100s. Here we are again. D100, baby. You're great at D100s because we need you to roll low, and you usually do. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so then we have yeah, nothing to worry about. 32. I think 32 Babble. is Babel, yeah. So you just you waste your turn babbling incoherently here. Okay, that's better than 20 Better than the alternative, brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better than eviscerating Matumbe where he stands. Uh... Matuve, it is your turn. Uh, I'm gonna say for you're you're like it, you're the first person in the room here, essentially. Yeah. So I'm gonna have you roll the. It's it's fine. I'm going in anyway. Yeah. So yeah, 17 off the die. We're good. Yeah, you're fine. And then there's this long pile of escalating corpses up to the creature, but Matumbe's got freedom of movement. Oh, yeah. So oh, if you've yeah. ever seen like a lizard running across a pond. Matume just sprints up a pile of corpses. <laughs> oh, oh my god. A pile of a thousand corpses. In his, in his domain. He's right where he needs to be. So that is exactly 30 feet. Gets up in its shit, threatening it with Air Bear, or not Air Bear, Ikmer. And then I gotta use him. So he's gonna Bane Clip off. And before I start swinging, he's gonna do a quick knowledge planes. Let's see how quick it is. Yeah, I say quick, and usually these take about uh, 20 minutes. All right. 42, no, 44, because it's a monster. 44, because it's a monster, will get you three questions. We're going to start with special defenses. Okay, special defenses here. Uh, It's got DR. Okay. It's got energy resistance to acid, electricity, and fire. It is immune to cold, immune to mind-affecting effects, immune to poison. Let's see. It's got lightning reflexes. That's about all she wrote. Okay. I gotta know that DR. It's 10 lawful. That's why you were looking for the dang uh, the alignment there on this mm-hmm. character. Yeah, so I'll tell you right now, it also has... Th- this is not its defensive abilities, but I'm just gonna tell you because it's on so i want you to tell me if you have a lawful character it does have protection from law on hmm. so if anyone is lawful its ac is a bit higher too nah none of my characters are lawful mm-hmm. i didn't think we had i wasn't sure about duran that's why i asked but i didn't think we had many lawful characters okay that is my second question and i'm just gonna kick it to the party does anybody want to know anything specifically I will entertain a weakest save then for fun. Weakest save is will. Okay. Uh, and yes, of course, immune to mind effects. So that makes sense. He has <laughs> Bane clip off and he is 
threatening with Ikmer. He is going to take one swipe with the big old book. Mm, 35. 35. Matumbe is not lawful, so that hits. Sweet. Okay. And with the Bane, you'll overcome that DR. Absolutely. Kind of bad damage with 21. We'll take it. It all cuts through. Sure thing. Eclipse. Okay. Eclipse is probably going to follow her friend Matumbe up. Hell yeah. And... You've got 60 feet, right? Yeah. Eh, it's kind of backed into a corner. I don't know if there's a good way for you to flank it. I'd argue that maybe if you went to the top left, you could still flank with Matumbe. Just because it's huge and that cuts through like a huge chunk of it. I can't see it from where I'm at, but this is 60 feet. Okay, that's exactly where you need to go, is, okay. is what I was saying. So No, I just couldn't see from where my character was sitting, and so I didn't know where I was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say you can be flanking from that spot. Okay, cool. And she uh, had 60 feet and she's flying, so she doesn't even have to worry about the difficult terrain stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Flanking, she's going to attack. That's a 17 on the die. That should hit. Right? In fact, yeah, that's point, a 45. It it's just based off of having zero strength bonus. It's <laughs> just your BAB. Yeah. All right. And then uh, I'll roll my damage. And I don't have any Bane or anything on. So that is going to be uh, 40 points of damage. So it, it feels like less, but yeah. it's still like a big chunk of damage cuts through. All right, cool. And then the lopper is going to go. He doesn't have that same movement. Isn't lopper confused? Yeah, the lopper oh, shoot, is confused. The lopper is so confused, yeah. Go ahead and roll me a d100. Roll low. Below 50 is what we want. Oh, Eclipse, roll me a fortitude save and don't roll a one. Roll 17. Okay, you're good. Again. So I have really bad news, which is I got an 89, which is attack the nearest creature. Yep. Which is Uska and Yeah, that'd be Uska or Durin. Yeah, because Durin's under Uska. Uh you're gonna you're gonna give me a 50-50 roll on that. So you can either go high or low or Well high would hit Uska because she's above Durin. Sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Understandable. Nine. Here we go. Alright. The issue with this is now you two are going to be locked into combat for three rounds. Yeah. That is true. So go ahead and attempt to hit. Uh, and I sh- do I attack normally or do I can I take off my like what's it called vital strike are you able to hit multiple times yes but only if I have vital strike off right so it's either a full attack or a vital strike Jeez. I'm gonna do a full attack okay. for Durin's sake do I have to I, keep I power think regardless, attack on regardless you're gonna slaughter him yeah, in one to one keep melee. power attack on yep do you ever turn it off? Never. Mm-hmm. Unless I stop hitting. All right, so roll your first one first. Natural's funny. All, All right. right, roll me a percentile because I have fortification armor. Yeah, suck it, lopper. 28. Oh, that's so close to negating. It's 25% chance. Okay, so I'll roll to confirm. Mm-hmm. That is a 24 to confirm. That does not confirm. Okay, and I'm going to roll the second hit. 
30. Doesn't hit. Okay, Armor class great. 31. So one hit. Okay, so that's 27 points of damage as the lopper has severely headbutted Darren. What the hell? All right, the more coming back at you then. <laughs> this will be fun for us. Yep. <laughs> I never thought the PvP for our characters would be the Lopper and Durin. Most <laughs> random characters to fight. Right. They have literally no ill will. Yeah. No problems at all. It's fine, though. Eclipse and um, Tumbe still lock and step. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good there. <laughs> Flaking went up together. We're good. Ikmer's with us. It's the old gang back together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tulia. Oh, Tulia's turn. All right, and Tulia can't see anything. And she just watched Lopper attack Durin, which was a concern for her. But she really needs to get into the room in order to help with any of the attacking. So she is going to attempt to walk through the Lopper and see if the Lopper would, I guess, try and attack her. No, you don't provoke anything unless you're actively attacking it. No, I know. It was. It's more like she just watched him. Gotcha. Hit yeah. someone. Yeah. The way the rules work is now, <laughs> uh, the lopper will provoke from Durin, and Durin will provoke from the lopper because they're actively locked and attacking each other. Right. All right. And now that she is right in front of Air Bear, she can see this creature. And so, do, what was the? I thought there was some uh, energy resistance. Yeah, we don't know the total for the resistances, but it's acid, electric, and fire, immune to cold. That's what I thought I heard. Okay. Although Tulia probably has decent planes, right? If you wanted to learn more. Oh, yeah. They do have good planes. It's my best. I will. And I rolled a five on the die for a 27. Nothing. Yep. Can't help rolling poor. I think uh, for this turn, I'm going to throw out a magic missile just so that I can kind of see the way that it acts because Tulia hasn't seen it really because she was in the back. Okay. Um, So that'll be 5d4 plus 5. And so we're looking at 19 points of force damage. Okay, back around to the top, Uska. Uska's floating over top of Durin and just watch the lopper slam him and also heard Air Bear just babble instead of running into combat. So I'm sure she knows that, that those two are under some sort of ill effect. Durin, unfortunately, hasn't done anything weird yet. So she wouldn't know that he is confused. Uska looks at the two allies she has in front of her and picks the one she thinks would do the most damage to the party if his confusion is not removed and she casts Unbreakable Heart on Air Bear. And this spell, if the target is uh, under uh, an effect that would force him to harm an ally, such as confusion, uh, when receiving this spell, that effect is suppressed for the duration of the spell. Nice. So Air Bear, consider yourself no longer confused. And then she will she'll stay where she's at and cackle. To extend that protective luck. Sounds good. Lyra. Lyra's hair is swirling around her as she summons a giant, large air elemental into the room. 
So this is a huge creature. All right. This isn't quite a normal air elemental either. Lyra has imbued some of her hero cards into this creature and has a bonus to its con and wisdom. Interesting. Okay, you can put him wherever you want. Well, wherever you want that you can see because you can't summon him like somewhere you can't see. Yeah, and the way Lyra positioned herself, she wanted to be hidden from the creature so that she wouldn't get hurt and could summon. So she can only see the very bottom uh, kind of area of the hallway. So she summons the creature right at the base and then calls out to it, we could really use your help clearing the air here. And so then the air elemental will turn into its whirlwind form and with a hundred foot fly speed can zoom around the room and clear up that fog. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to say it somehow manages to be kind to your friendlies. Uh, the clip-off is too big for an air elemental of this size to to catch in the whirlwind. So really what, what it's doing here is it's kind of moving around and clearing the air. So um, we won't be having to make those fortitude saves anymore. Vacuuming up flies. Yeah, yep. this poor air, air elemental is just turning black as it swirls around <laughs> the room. And yeah, the... Uh, they're, since they're the same size, it can't actually pick up uh, the the creature, so it just stays away from the party. Yeah, you gotta find like you gotta run them through a filter. <laughs> I need a Go water elemental that. next. <laughs> run yeah, it through like there. But then he's gonna be all shitty, <laughs> full of dead flies. Uh, and then Maybe the only option is the fire elemental. Yeah, put it up oh. cast it into the fire. <laughs> All right, well, before Lyra starts summoning again, she does need to help the party out a little bit. So she doesn't move at all, but she also has Unbreakable Heart, and she's going to cast that on the Lopper. We can't be fighting ourselves. We have to look at the bigger picture here. Uh, So he's no longer confused. Okay. Okay. That's going to last zero time. Well, no, I mean, he's still not confused even when you attack him. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, uh, Durin, it's it's your turn to... Uh... Well, uh, Durin is a ranged character in melee combat with uh, the Lopper, so he's going to take a five-foot step back. Mm-hmm. He studies his aim directly at the Lopper, and I don't think the Lopper is actually incorporeal, so he's not going to use his Ecto Bomb, but he's definitely evil, so he uses a good bomb, or rather a holy bomb. And uh, is going to go ahead and take shot. Does a 44 hit the Lopper? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a 2E crit right there. Ah. All right. That is going to be nine points of piercing damage. The arrow embeds itself into the Lopper. The bomb then explodes, doing 31 more points of good damage. And I will need a fortitude save from the Lopper. The, the lopper's undead. Oh, fair enough. Then he cannot be staggered. Or rather, the he doesn't need to make the fort save. Okay. It's only for evil creatures yes. that aren't undead. Yes. I know some of the lopper stuff is weird. It's like it's undead, weird. but it, kind it's of weird, not. It's weird, but yeah. he's, he's like, he has the undead subtype, I believe. Uh, Was the piercing? Less than 10. It's all nine. magical. Yes. And... But a DR5 slashing would still work, question mark? That would still work, yeah. All right, well, I 
take back five points. All right, it's my jaunty Aguinar Clipos turn. <laughs> and geez, I mean, even though she couldn't break through the DR, Eclipse just like hammered it with the most damage. So it's going to full attack her. Um, That's mean. I think I'm going to turn power attack on. All right. And I'm going to see if I can uh, hit you with my bad dragon dice. No. All right. That is a 35. Yes. And then claw, claw, claw coming at you. Okay. 36. Is this stuff that would be affected by stone skin? Should be. It's not adamantine. Uh, 36 hits, right? Yeah. Does a 30 hit? Yeah, no. No? Okay. Uh, Then a... All right, so it's going to be two claws and a bite, got you, with a 36, a 35, and a 30. Okay. And then the bite gets you. So I need you to make me three fortitude saves. Okay, I got one nat 20. Okay. Is this potentially a disease? It's a curse. Okay. Stanchy curse. 29 was my lowest. Okay, 29 uh, succeeds. Okay, that's 87 points of damage. You'll take 30 out of that. And then you're going to be taking seven points of bleed on your turn. Go forward. Okay. Ikmer, you take seven points of bleed right off the bat here. All right. And I have to make sure you turn off the singing. Correct. Uh, I think you'd still be able to hear Lyra, even though it's around a corner. Yeah. So you Perfect. can keep that on. You just don't get the sonic damage because you're too far. All right. We'll see if Ikmer can break through this thing and full attack. Okay. Okay. A 39, 29, and 17. Okay. Only the 39 hits. Okay. Well, thankfully, that's a critical threat. Okay. Roll to confirm. Oh boy. 35. 35 does confirm. Ooh. As long as you're not lawful. I am not. 61 damage. 61 damage, which will be reduced a bit because you have a good weapon, but not a lawful one. And you'll have to let me know on this one. Is the uh, bite and gore even going to be worth it? Uh, you can certainly do them. Um, the DR is only 10, assuming you can do more damage than that. Not much, but hey, it's possible. This is the bite. Oh, going right after those stingers, those pustule stingers on the back. <laughs> Ooh, uh, didn't want to taste those with a three on the die. <laughs> nope. Oh, but but now he's he's digging his head in with the gore. Uh, d- uh He's he's still learning how to use it just right with a 19 total. All right, yeah. So none of that. But now it is Air Bear's turn, and Air Bear is no longer confused. Oh, thank goodness. Mm-hmm, that was dangerous there for a minute. Yeah, I, I realized after the turn had happened that Tulia moved right next to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, oh, oh no. Yeah. 
Matulia usually has mirror image up at least. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I had mirror image and I was like, uh, it's not the worst thing, I guess. I mean, he's either going to hit you for a lot of damage or pop every image. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I, I admire your faith. Uh, I felt uh, confident that I wouldn't, you wouldn't actually hurt me. I know it was in your control and all, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, since this is the first time he's been able to act uh, without being confused in this combat, he is going to say that was quite the tactic to uh, come from the pile of bodies, fly around, and then run away like a coward. <laughs> and then he's going to run up as far as he can. Right next to Ikmer. But that is going to be a double move. You could use your, your boots of speed if you wanted to. Oh, okay. Thank you. I started you moving. 40 feet. If you want to take the attack. Yes, I would. Or I, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You want to attack it. <laughs> but he does have the high ground. A, a real tactician, like, bear, bear. Hey, he gets a plus one to hit you, baby. Yeah? That's, that's the high ground bonus, yeah. yeah. They put Obi-Wan in the rules. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, this is a 38. 38 does hit. Awesome. Even with the high ground. 42. 42 damage. I loved you, Jaunty Ognagar Clipoth. You were a brother to me. <laughs> it's over, Handikin. I have the high ground. Well, it's Matumbe's turn. Well, Matumbe is flanking with his best friend, Eclipse. He is going to re-up that Bane to keep that train rolling and try to swipe out twice at this creature with Bane and the flanking bonus. I think I'm going to do something which I usually don't the last couple books of this adventure. Turn on power attack. Ooh. Wow. Are you doing your little thing if you miss? Uh, definitely going to have second chance in effect if I miss the first time. But I don't. That is a 36 to hit. That hits. All right. First sack. 31 points of damage with the Bane cuts all through. Okay. And then here we go for the second one. Got to roll, you know, top 50% basically. And I don't. That's a five on the die. Um, I don't think it breaks a 30. Let me double check here. No, that's a 29, which does not hit. Okay. Eclipse. Okay, Eclipse is going to power attack with her flanked friend. Yeah. And she's going to attack twice, of course. That was double 16s. <laughs> what the hell are these doubles lately? <laughs> mm, as long as they're high doubles. Yeah, it's been fun. So my lowest is a 38. Okay, that hits. All right. Do you want me to give them separate or all at once? Uh, you can give them separate. All right. So the first one is going to be 35 points of damage. And then the second one. Well, uh, with the first one, you swing down and you oh. like it raises after it had like clawed you and bit you. It sees you like swing back with the axe and it raises like it's 
webbed wing in front of you, but you just like slice right through it and hit it in the side of the neck. And it shrieks and these, you know, these scorpion tails like whip around, uh, narrowly missing the group as it falls on the top of this pile of bodies dead. Oh my goodness. All right. Awesome. Yeah. And Eclipse is already swinging back around for the second one and then like has to stop herself. All right. Well, if we're out of combat, right? Three rounds of confusion left. Oh, yeah, because the lopper's confused, yeah? No, no lopper's no, not. It's just me thing. at this point. All right, well. You can send the lopper running far away. <laughs> the lopper is, in fact, going to be doing that. Lyra goes before Durin does, so she could give him another unbreakable heart. I'm going to kill that damn ghost once and for all. <laughs> lopper is running all the way back to Eclipse. and going to go stand by Eclipse <laughs> with a double move back. <laughs> And that's where the lopper is. And then it's a Tulia's turn. Air Bear, are you still rocking that curse or is that gone? Ikmer has. Oh, is that that, Ikmer? That's a permanent curse. Well, here's the thing is I have one remove curse prepped for the day. And I didn't want to do that until after the biting thing was no longer biting in case it came back. Yeah. And it looks like that's an instantaneous duration. So I don't, and then one action cast. So. Was there any other effect beyond the stink, which the were all. The drain. Oh, the drain, yeah. And the second. drain. Yeah. Yeah. Then we should remove it. I was going to say if it was just yeah, like that, then we could just let it ride until. As long as. Yeah. But yeah, that's got, we got to clean that up, unfortunately. All right. So I am going to move the full uh, extent of my movement, which is 30 feet up. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to ready. <laughs> the uh, remove curse on uh, Ikmer if he moves up as she's going to call it. All right, now I'm going to need you to just pop on down just a little bit and I'll take care of that nasty bite. Why don't you make me a fortitude save? Oh. So I don't think you were affected by the stink. Yeah, I was. Who wasn't? Everybody was affected by the stink. Oh, uh, it was just two of you weren't affected by the, the, gaze. the gaze. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, um... No problem. Uh, he lifts his arm, smells his like pit a little bit. I mean, the I showered in the mansion, but okay. Yeah, it's like it's not your pit. It's like the festering wound on your shoulder that's like now leaking pus and looks like the pus is turning like a dark, dead color instead of you know a living healing color. Oh yeah, there is that wound. I, I forgot to check the smell of that. Smell like you belong with the bodies in here. So, Uska and Lyra, one of you's curing Durin. Yep, Lyra's standing right next to him, so she puts her hand on his shoulder. Let's just calm down a bit. And she casts Unbreakable Heart, ending the confusion. Oh, I don't know what's come over me. One thing, we, we were fighting this creature, and then next I took a rapid headbutt to the face <laughs> from a ghost. And I knew I had to kill it once and for all. <laughs> Lopper, are you, are you okay, Mr. Vance? He's like, Lopper's so far away. He's like 80 feet away from you. <laughs> Lopper! Mr. Vance, we're good now, okay? I don't know. I feel like you gotta pay the ghost. 
not to get into semantics, but you definitely started it. So <laughs> I feel somewhat. <laughs> you tried to finish it. You shot me with a bomb. Uh, hey, I'm a closer. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, all he did was like headbutt you a little, right? He tried to do it a second time. <laughs> but he just headbutted you a little. A little, a lot. I it's feel still like a, a bomb is worse. You know, you put you. Matsume, what is worse here? Hmm. <laughs> a complicated ethical dilemma. You start a fight, maybe with a slap, and you get punched in return. Who is at fault? Hmm. I think he brought a bomb and an arrow to an unarmed fight. Hmm. Yes, Mr. Rook, you are clearly in the wrong here. <laughs> Apologize to that. I, what? No. Fine, fine, whatever. We're, we're getting where we need to go. Uh, Mr. Vance, I apologize for responding in turn. But we're good now, okay? I won't attack you again unless another aberration from the chaos of the abyss compels me to, okay? All right, we're good. All right. <laughs> Steve, the way your whole demeanor changed from the sentence to be, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Thank you, I appreciate that. Just because I was, I, you were like getting worked up as during, and I was like, I'm going to throw my tube in here. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm good. Um, Talk to myself for days. It's fine. Tell me about... Uh, I always forget now that we're playing 2E. Does remove curse require a roll? Yes, it does. It requires a caster level check against the DC of the curse. All right, I'm going to need that. Hmm. We also could use some bleed heal. Yeah, some of you are bleeding, but that's an easy DC 15 medicine check, which I think half the party has a static bonus. It's better than that. So. Okay, perfect. Some, someone yeah, can Uska take care of that. you very quickly or cast stabilize. As much as I don't want to do this, I think I'm going to use another great power, greater expense in order to roll twice and take the better just to make sure since this is my only remove curse. Okay. Uh, how long does great power, great expense last? It's once. Like, is it the next time you have to make a roll, period? No, it's it's an immediate action. There's a cost. There's an expense. How long does the expense last? It's not called great power because you get it called great power great expense yes okay so the expense is you have to roll twice and take the worst how long does that last you're rolling twice now and taking the better and then for the next however long you have to roll twice and take you're, the worst. you're thinking of uh uska or lyra lyra does have an ability thing, that does that let see what it's called so your thing is just like just roll twice because you get to it's rolled does it, does it like cost like from the arcane reservoir or something no, I, I, I get it seven times per day, but this is mm. the, my cost is the fact that I have to take all that non-lethal all the time. Okay, so it's your, there. it's, your it's my oracle yeah. curse stuff. Yeah. And so this is where at 10th level, it's roll twice and take the better result for a caster level, concentration, initiative, or saving throw. Okay. It's a free action before attempting the check, even if it's not my turn. All right. So I'm going to do that just so like I can really hit stars. And that'll be my third one I've used today of seven. It's so I got, I rolled a 13 on the die for a 27. Okay, that fails. 
That's what I was worried about. That's why I was checking anything I could do. <sighs> but anyone else with a remove curse or a break enchantment could do the same thing. Break enchantment, you say? <laughs> that also works against curses, yes. Tulio can get another one if she spent, unless she spent another like minute preparing. So I only have a level four and a level seven spot level left. Uska definitely has it. I'm going to double check Lyra to see if she also has it. She has more flexibility. She does. Oh, you know, I could use my immediate action, borrow fortune. And this is the one where I get to roll twice, but for the next two rounds. Ah, that's the one. Oh, so actually, let me roll this first because <laughs> it's before you know the result. Oh, okay. Anytime you we roll know a 27 will fail. So Lyra goes up to Ikmer and takes a little salt water from her uh, water skin and pours it onto his wound and then puts her palm over it and it pulses with her magic as she tries to break this curse. Sure, that didn't sting at all. Oh, yeah, he's lost feeling in like the area now. It's literally dead flesh. So that was a natural one. So I'm definitely going to re roll mm. that using my bar of fortune. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, with a 15 on the die, that is a 29. Beat it by one. <gasps> oh. Okay, now we can't do anything for two rounds. Oh no! And the stink enters the room again. No. And start, start making <laughs> breathing saves. Reject, you guys, just gonna burn like another minute and heal yourselves with the inf- okay, with the greater inflict or greater infernal healing. I would assume so. Eclipse is down fifty-seven, so I'd probably uh, say forty, and I'll follow myself good. The lapper is down forty. Ikmer is down sixteen, seventeen. And then I don't think Air Bear's down any. Yeah, I think we'll spend a minute plus any time we need to do like launched to get the remaining. Okay, so yep. uh, between walking down and around with this tour guide guy and um, this whole fight, and then the minute you're going to spend here, I'm going to say we've spent three more minutes of the, you know, and, we only and like the one. stone shapes and stuff. Well, I thought you had nine. Yeah, we spent four minutes of putting the armor back on, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so eight, seven, six, five. Yeah, then we'd eight. have like three minutes left. Okay. Yeah. So you have three minutes after you, you know, heal of. Were people down pretty far? Because we still have the air elemental for a couple more rounds. Uh, I was down 57. Oh. And the lopper was down 40. 27 for Darren. Shoot. Uh, I know. Brooks said something like 17 for one of his characters. It was at 17. Air Bear wasn't touched. So that's why I was hoping. Yeah, it'd be better to save the mass healing spells and lose the summons than use them and keep the air elemental. All right, so I'm going to use two graders for my characters. Hey, you don't know what's in the other room, but I'm totally fine with you preparing and using a summon before you go through the door. Oh, true, yeah. Like that's that's a strategy you haven't really been using. That's totally fine to do. Yeah, it, it costs you guys a round, so, you know, if you're 
you almost never put rounds per level stuff on like right before you open mm-hmm. the door because you don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. But in this room, for example, you're being told that the the oven is next. So, right, and it's a golem or something. Yeah, as far as you know. Yeah. So I'm down like sub twenty now. So I'd like some hits from like a cure light, I guess. Durin has eight charges left in one on his sheet. Do you want to just like burn it up across a couple characters? Because I could take five would basically get me up to good. And I'd have three left over. Uh, you're going to take five of them? Is it cure light? Yeah. yeah. That only heals five points, right? Yeah. And I'm down 27. So that would be 25. Why wouldn't we just give you one charge of the greater? Well, that's fine then. I'd do that. Just because I'm yeah. down 17. Someone else is down 17. Yeah. So, like, me alone, I'd eat three if we actually wanted to get me up. Yeah. Okay. So, we take up six, and we heal the two people who are down 17 up up 15, and I give you a greater. Perfect. And then knowing we're going into an oven, Dern's going to chug an extract of Endure Elements. Uh, Actually, Tulio was going to cast that on the party as well. Well, then never mind. Perfect. Unless that's free for you, and then I can give people more time. Yeah. I mean, it is, and it, and it lasts 24 hours. Right. Do you want to wait for the summon for that, or do you not want to give it to the summon? If you're doing a summon. Yeah, I I think it would be helpful to have a summons that can move around and also give some healing. Yeah, like, Tulia could ready the action. if She, she has to be in the middle of the party, though, because it's touch. <laughs> Lyra has endure elements already, so she wouldn't she wouldn't need to be a part of that. Yeah, I guess like, you know, summons are just going to take up like a chunk of time, right? Mm-hmm. It might not be worth it if you're going to do like a multiple summon, you know, like cat downcasting a summon to summon like a D3 or whatever. If you're doing that with something that can heal or any of that. So if we put Tulia in the middle, though, Tulia could cast Endure Elements. It is 24-hour split among the recipients. Yeah, so sure. plenty of time for yeah. the rest of this year so dungeon. It's just your call on whether or not we Tulia should wait until the summon appears in a specific square or not. Yeah, I don't... Lyra, unless she uses a really high-level spell, she wouldn't be able to summon multiple creatures that can heal. But if she summons... Uh, uh, she summons a Berlani that would give us some healing and some energy and then uh, some potential battlefield control. Okay. Well, how big is this entrance? Not big. Oh, yeah. A, a huge... I mean, it's essentially two squares across, but yeah. Yeah, two A huge squares. creature would have to squeeze through. I'm more thinking if we are planning on like how I can space it out so that I can touch as many people as possible. Oh, actually, the Berlani would only be large, so that would help. Okay. I think Uska is going to have to fly over top of someone in order to, like, be in the range, too. I mean, you, yeah, you don't have to worry about, like, traditional squares. Everyone can, like, reach out and touch oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not we're in not combat. in combat. <laughs> Let's stop logistically trying to do this with squares. I'm used to combat. All right, and before we go in, Lyra will summon her giant Berlani to fight along with us. And it'll just act on your turn because it's a summon. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, you guys want to form up? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Get up there, Ekmer. 
you could probably fit somebody next to Matumbe here if you wanted to. Yeah, I think that would make sense for a uh, Lopper Eclipse combo. Yeah. I mean, anyone else can go where Tulia just went. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know if you guys, if, if you backliners want to get the Berlani in front of you or. Uh, probably. Emily, how are you planning on behaving with that thing in combat? So. It's going to get up in there or be like backline support? The Berlani has a fly speed of 100 feet. So I feel like we could have it try to go in and potentially flank. Before we go in, it will cast blur on itself at will. Yep, we can just say it's got blur on constantly if it's an at will spell. Are we good with this lineup? I'm good yeah. for it. Yeah, sounds good to me. Or looks good to me. All right, so that's Ikmer and Urbear at front, and then Matumbe Lapper Eclipse, and then the Rani, and then Lyra next to that, kind of in the back, though. And then Uska, Dur, and Tulia in the far back. In the way back. And you open the door. Oh, man. And you see the ruddy glow of smoldering embers that cast strange shadows on the walls of this chamber. Uh, beyond rows of cracked stone pews, marble steps lead to a raised dais encapsulating a large fire pit. Standing over this pit is an enormous iron man. It's not quite a man, for its torso is this immense oven with a grate on the front. You can hear now, and you see in the back of the room, a an entrance that looks like it leads down. You can hear screams coming from down there. I need Eclipse, Lyra, Matumbe, and Ikmer to make a perception check. Oh, Ikmer, killing it as always. Um, that is going to be seven. 31. 45. Uh, that is a 21. Okay. Uh, Matube and Eclipse, you can make this out the most clearly. The loudest screams and this faint muffled begging for her life are clearly the voice of Kendra. <gasps> oh my God. From downstairs. There's more stairs. The carrying crown transformation process has clearly begun. The oven, as you've been calling this creature, stands up stiff and turns to you, and you get the overwhelming stench of cookies as its front grate opens, and you see this flame billowing from inside, it's one arm, clearly this like butcher knife. And this creature is huge, so this just extends like a, almost like a falchion. And it's just smoke and heat rises off of it. You can see the air rippling. And deeper in the flame, you can just make out what appears to be the shimmering entrance to another plane. Oh my gosh. Like in the golem itself? Yes. Ooh. Within the oven. Oh. And a 
as the golem takes its first lumbering steps towards you, I need you to finish your drinks because we'll see you next time. Let's go. Wild. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.